Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right On Radio. Yes, you see three faces on the screen again today because we are joined by Tom for a quick update on what's happening in his life. And we've just prayed, but it's put on my heart instantly right before I hit the record button today to say another prayer. And this is a prayer that I have said on air before because it is the Lord's Prayer but it's a slightly different version. No, it's not blasphemy. It's just done in the first person because you and I, the audience and, and us together, we're not saying this in unison. So I feel the Lord has given me this prayer to say in the singular because it's more powerful going towards God when you really mean it. Because if you say our father and you're by yourself, well, you don't have permission to speak for everyone that is you know, not there with you. So this is very, very powerful. And I just want to start and say this with me and even memorize this prayer because it, actually I'll give you a quick little background before the personalized thing, just the, the power of the Lord's Prayer. A good friend of mine, this is 20, yeah, actually it was before I was a Christian, so more than 20 years ago. He was one of these guys who was a cable installer for a, a local, you know, cable company. And his job was he had this machine and it basically would shoot a missile underneath the driveway and that would carry the cable so they wouldn't have to dig up driveways. And this guy was a non-Christian, but he was the fastest. He had more than double the production of anyone else in the entire company. And they had about 150 trucks on the road. So pretty amazing record. And he's saying, you know how I do it? Because everyone, you have to measure. You're dealing with a missile, essentially. And you have to measure. You have to take so much time for doing it. And he goes, man, I'm too lazy to do it. I just say the Lord's Prayer and I shoot. <laughs> and he goes, I haven't missed yet. So, you know, it even works for the non-believers. So my father who is in heaven, blessed is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, or give me this day my daily bread, and forgive me my trespasses, and I will forgive those who trespass against me. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And by the way, if you want to supercharge that amen, and this is not adding on to the book, this is just Jeff speaking. If you want to supercharge the amen on top of that, just say amen and then a solid right on, right on, right on. Welcome to the broadcast, Jesse. I'm so glad you're here today, as always, to bring me back down to earth. Or do you bring me up? I'll bring you up, <laughs> you know, in Jesus' name or by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, pour it over me, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, the anointing oil, we've had a lot of questions on that as well. But listen, the reason Tom is here is there's a lot that has happened in the last couple of days. And Tom has sent uh, Jesse and I some messages, and he's going to give an update to the audience because getting this stuff out in public actually adds to his protection. So, Tom, what's been happening since Tuesday? 
Well, it's been a real circus. Um, basically, the we know the FBI is involved in this. They've been for basically three decades. They've been trying to put me away on a 302, and they tried to infiltrate your entire support structure, um, anybody you're working with. And they had a group that was formed to do just that. And so they pretended to be for us called Immortals Remnants. We thought, okay, well, they want to work with us. And we didn't know who these people were. And so suddenly this guy and his friends show up and now we find out that they were getting uh, approached by the FBI, that they were put there on a purpose. And we have this one uh, message to Angela, um, my manager, uh, that says, you know, um, we were I was approached for four hours on a Saturday night and I can tell you this much, the FBI is watching carefully, this kind of stuff. Then we get a tape on this uh, one person that's part of the group that says this woman's been talking to her saying, you know, uh, Tom, I was supposed to tell Angela everything that they, this lady told me to say and pretend it's from me. I was supposed to contact every host and support system you have and tell them to turn. I'm so sorry, but that's what I was told to do. And I couldn't, I couldn't say no, I had to do this um, out of fear. And so it's like, we have that recorded. And then we have Angela being given messages from this party myself being get, given messages from this party. I'm being told that I don't talk about people behind their back, that I'm one of the good guys, that she really thinks I'm, you know, the work is important, that I've been upfront with everybody. She's telling Angela uh, that I'm disgusting, that she you know, has to stop this guy, uh, record him, uh, help us you know, bring him down basically. And so that's my manager. And so what happened was this duo thing going on, which is all orchestrated by the FBI. So then the FBI gets this event to happen where there is no violence, there's nothing like that. We found out that we were being pitted against each other. As soon as Angela tells the group that she knows what's going on, they trash her, threaten her and uh, cut her off because she was, you know, basically she was supposed to be this assassin type person and then blamed and cut, kill the assassin. And it wasn't fair to her and it wasn't fair to me and it wasn't fair to anyone involved in trying to bring the truth forward. And they played it well. Meanwhile, um, uh, what happens is they get a sheriff department, the FBI gets them involved. And I find out from one of the main players in this group that was claiming to be Christ, and he was claiming that my work came through him to me. So he's basically trying to take my place for the work, another way of roundabout theft. What Was he born when you actually wrote this, Tom? <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but my God, what we were hearing, you know. He was and, a young uh, man, though. No okay, all right. yeah, well, I guess that for sure. And it was amazing because it was like he was telling me, you know, I'm gonna, um, he said I was he's homeless. He talked about the three wise men. He said they're all homeless. He said the one guy had been in jail for a number of accounts and things. So these are ex-cons sometimes coming forward. They like to do that, like the wife they planted me before, right, with Mike Lang now. And so these, you know, they could work them easier. Easier. So this ex-con, him, they're saying things like, you know, um, we're here for you. We're going to do research. We're researchers. Meanwhile, uh, this lady who was contacted by the FBI lady uh, is saying that uh, her nephew is in the military and she gets intel from him. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And then she's telling Angela that she has all these sources working for her that are high up, uh, tie up sources that are telling her what to do. So we were played, we had a, a con again and the FBI wants to make sure um, I go down because I'm the one that's been exposing him on the air along with some other people. And now the media is trashing the FBI and revealing them for terrible things like even assassinations. So right now I've been saying the FBI has been involved in child trafficking. Of course, they're gonna make their last move. And you figure my sister's in control under complete control by Brian Fitzpatrick, who is listed as the only Congressman who is an FBI operative. 
you know, from Hollywood. So of course this is going on. Lots of rewards, lots of trips, lots of spokesperson spots. So what happens is the FBI has it. They're not going to make a mistake this time. I've slipped through their fingers so many times on false 302 attempts. Now what they're going to do, besides, you know, contacted clinicians or anybody, family, what they're doing now is they're using this captain. So as soon as I called the sheriff's department, after I saw this guy saying, you know, they're going to get you on, or you're crazy, we're going to get you on crazy. I'm like, okay, I better call the sheriff's department and see what's going on, because I was told nothing's going on. So when I call, I'm put in the investigation department with this captain, just called the captain. Uh, it's like a B novel. And so what happens is he gets on the phone and he goes, okay, we don't have to tell you anything. Real stern, real threatening. We don't have to tell you anything. But we will tell you this, you better get an attorney because you're going to jail. I'm like, what's, where, what, what just happened? I'm like, well, can I do anything to make it? No, we'll just tell you this, you're going to jail, get an attorney. Not even allowed to make a statement, not allowed to address anything, not allowed to heard what's being accused. Just, you're going to jail. And so it shows you what the FBI does. They get local sheriffs, local police, like they did in Warrington Township. SWAT teams flying over, all that stuff. And they get rewarded. And so now I'm in a position where I've never felt under more threat for my life, ever. After all we've been through, for those that know our story and those that are just learning, this is the big one. Because then they're saying about, through this guy who's in the group, Jim Jones with Kool-Aid. Jim Jones with Kool-Aid. He keeps repeating it. And Jesse had insights on what that's about. And so they can't resist. This guy also told me from being homeless, as he claimed, he's going to get a house with an indoor pool. They always flash the cards they're being offered when they turn on you. And that was one of the last things I had heard before he disappeared. I'm going to get a house with an indoor pool. So what's going on is the FBI is going down. They're being revealed. They've not been upfront with this country. They've been hard on citizens. They've not been doing what their job, which is to protect citizens. They've been profiting off of citizens. They've been doing assassinations. They've been in child trafficking. They've been doing drug money gathering. They've been supporting the bad guys in order to get themselves in power positions and no one checks and balances them. And so they're an organization that's either outdated or needs to be revamped desperately. So therefore, I am the one guy they don't want to see escape from the line. And with our story, a lot of people will be, it'll rock the boat for a lot of movie moguls and everything else if we get the credit. Now enter Nicholas Jackson. Sophia Stewart's number one. Sophia Stewart was put in place to be the plausible claimant for my work. My work opens the door to everything. It does address child trafficking. It even has the FBI and CIA as what NEO is, in lower echelon department. So the NEO in the real story is connected to CIA and FBI. That couldn't be worse for them. And that it is their uppers that are running the bad show and becomes the central agents in the one world society. So I really put my foot into it by revealing what's going on when I wrote that piece. That's why they had to steal it and cleanse it. Sophia Stewart was pulled out of USC to be the plausible claimant and she ate it up with a spoon. She, you know, put in place. Now we have uh, Nicholas Jackson coming forward showing us the conspiracy theory thing. It's, I'll hide any phone numbers or anything. Can you but, uh, tell us who Nicholas Jackson is for those listening? He is a number one for, he claimed to be Sophia Stewart's number one. He's part of this um, African Muslim group and stuff that were, um, that was recruited by Sophia to work for her or Warner Bros. Thank and what you. happens is uh, he came to me and said that uh, Sophia Stewart wants to work with you. And I was handled. It's always the, that honeypot thing where they want to bring you in and act like they're a friend. And so she came right on board when our story broke. And Nicholas is the one that called me as soon as our story broke back in uh, 2010, I guess, or 2011. 
2012. Anyway, so he called me and says, you know, and you hear on the tape, which I recorded this call, uh, Sophia Stewart in the back going, is that Tom Althaus? I want to talk to him. Is that Tom Althaus? So she had him dial me up. So he's a witness. And in that call, she said, you know, you're the missing link. Uh, you did Matrix 2 and 3. I did Matrix 1. And um, we're going to win this together, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that Nicholas then told me that she was actually working for the planted attorney to throw our case by making me claim Matrix 1, or not claim Matrix 1. Nothing would be submitted as evidence as matchups. They could tell the world no matchups. Now, he's just released to me after a long period of silence this conspiracy theory thing on YouTube, the Matrix conspiracy was the plot stolen. It completely goes through Sophia Stewart and destroys her. She'll never be able to make a claim again after this. And so what they're doing is, um, just what they're trying to do to Angela when they were setting Angela up, they're gonna cut Sophia Stewart loose now, like the parachute on the Mars lander. They're gonna just cut it shoot because they don't need her anymore, cut it free. So they're gonna destroy her now and let her be destroyed. And that way the Wachowskis can get away with his Matrix 4 for the release and be, you know, no claimants. So what also he sends me though is the most chilling. He then writes me this, as you said, a witch sent from Warner Brothers to block you and Paul Anderson from Marvel Comics from filing suit. She was a middle like Oprah. I've heard her with witches on the phone before, people with possessed voices. Warner Brothers used her as the in-house witch. Witchcraft is real in Hollywood and they have in-house witches just like Abervik, the performance artist. Now that's a huge reveal. And that's her number one. And that's the guy that was supposed to work with me. So what they're doing now is they're letting me know. What I'm being informed is that it looks like we've got this, that we went the distance and we've won. Even if the FBI gets me in jail, and like you said, Jeff, by putting this out here, I could be safe, right? I could be safe. Because if the world knows, how am I just gonna suddenly end up like an Epstein? No, Tom Althaus would never kill himself. Tom Althaus would never hurt anybody around him. Tom Althaus doesn't take these people down. He simply lifts all life so and glorifies God. So why would I destroy myself? I wouldn't. I'm gonna finish my work as long as I can with good people like yourselves, which are like family to me. So I am. if anything happens to me, it is not my hand. One of the things they've been trying to set up is that I'd have an altercation with a homeless person or someone in a jail and they would say that, you know, look how low Tom is. He's crazy. He's nuts. And get my sister to say it. You know, he's bipolar. He's angry. He's suicidal. All these things I want to say. I am not. I give glory to God and I'm going to do the best I can to finish my work as long as I can. And I hope my work will do its job after long after I'm gone. And it'll lift people and help people and lift all life and give glory to God. That's me. So I'm not going to end up hanging myself in a cell. I'm not going to end up getting in a fight with anybody. And that's what they want. They want it to look like I got an altercation with somebody in a low position and that it's Tom's own fault. He died. Don't pay attention to anything Tom was saying. But we do have the rights to our work. We still have the copyright. And now we have high level events going on where there's deals being orchestrated where Hollywood knows they can profit off of what I did. So it's a two prong game going on right now. I'll wrap this up. One is the FBI wants Tom destroyed. How dare Tom quote face us down. That's what they call it, facing them down and the movie mogul. So that's why, I'm, that's why I asked with the contact, why are they doing this to my family? You dared to face them down. That's interesting. So they can take whatever they want from you. You're not supposed to do anything back. The other part of this prong is we can make a deal where Tom will be able to do work, be successful, have his family safe, won't get credit for his work, but he'll be able to make it, have a safe family, live like a king, and just don't try to make a difference. That's the other deal. And so that way, whoever gets me gets to clean their slate and they make a fortune off the 14 other screenplays I have turning into 15.
So there's a two-pronged thing going on right now. But the FBI does not want me to survive this. That's been made clear. They either want me put away with a 302 or dead in a non-glorious way so that they can say, yeah, he was crazy, nothing to see her. Jesse, let me see if you agree with this statement. The enemy cares nothing about these minions that he's using. He is going to throw them away. Um, the dark side is going down. These people are probably involved in that dark side because all the signs are that they're going down. And right now there is a spirit of confusion on them. And by the way, this ties into the rest of the show that I planned for today. So keep all this in mind with the stuff that I'm going to come out with after. But he's put, there's a spirit of confusion on them. And right now they are reaching out to him and they're trying to please him. So he does not toss them aside, but he cares less. Absolutely. Um, I will quote Satan um, when I was four and a half in a meeting with him. He looked me straight in the face and told me, first, I will kill all the Christians. Then I will use those who serve me to get into heaven. Then I will kill them all. So all along, Satan has no plans, even the queen mother of darkness who has served him for over, you know, 40, 50 years. He has no loyalties to her. He doesn't care at all. I mean, these mothers have catered and beckoned to his every will and whim. Um, Devoted their lives. He, care. he yeah, he does not care. Um, and not even that he would let them die nicely. I'll just put that out there. He won't even allow them to die nicely. So he really does not care. And, you know, what does the scripture say about him? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, you know, one of the things, and the reason I say this, Tom, uh, and as we've been saying over and over on this program, everything happens in the spirit first. Nothing manifests in the physical without it going into the spirit. So this is a spiritual battle first. Mm -hmm. And the what what I want to give the right words that'll go to you, not just to, to the news stories that I have on later, Tom, but you have to understand that the enemy is going at this and he's coming at you. And God has an army too. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the things we're going to talk about Piram on Sunday, and you think of the archangels coming in and going in. And so one of the things I want to bring out is the size of the enemy's army and then the size of God's army. God actually tells us what the size is. And God's army is so much more vast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't pray to angels. We don't pray to saints. We pray to Jesus Christ. But you can ask Jesus to dispatch his angels on your behalf to start to defeat these minions who are controlled by demons. Mm -hmm. and, and they are. Even these small guys. 
They're being manipulated by people who are probably made deals, probably working in conjunction, probably hear the enemy's voice. These other people are just, they're not even players. They're just being manipulated by, oh, you can have a house. Oh, that's novel. Guess what? God owns all the land. God owns the house. God, God creates the trees. The devil can't create. Good point. The devil just manipulates. So this is all a manipulation. So right. disregard the manipulation and fight this in the spirit. Now, I'm not saying don't be cautious. You know, mm -hmm. uh, look both ways before you drive through an intersection, Tom. <laughs> you know, yeah, believe yeah. be cautious, but fight the spirit, fight the battle where it's really taking place. Right. No, I agree with you. And yeah, go ahead, Jess. If I could interject too, um, you know, one of the things the Lord's been putting on my heart lately is anointing. And what's interesting is when the Lord was teaching me to anoint, every time he gave me a verse to go with it. And so I take the oil and, you know, I would even put it on Aiden's head as well, even Angela's. Mm -hmm. And I say those verses, um, you know, the first one is that, Though the enemy come at me one way, he shall flee in seven. Mm -hmm. That's the Lord's promise. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he who contends with me contends with the Lord, mm -hmm. God Almighty. Wow. And start proclaiming those verses because that is the Lord's spoken anointing over you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his word says that we are his priests, that we are holy and Wherever we go, the presence of God is there as well. So, you know, when these individuals are coming at you, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. The presence of the living God is with you. Mm -hmm. And you have all access to his power, his authority in his blood and his name. And his word says that we overcome the evil one by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. And, you know, this is why we're bringing part of this, you know, this part of the testimony forward, because this will overcome, mm -hmm. you know, somebody coming forward that there is witchcraft, that Sophia is involved in that, that Oprah is involved in that, you know, those are things that we've been bringing forward, that these witches are active, that they are plotting, that they are casting spells on people as they watch TVs or shows. But why is the Lord having you bring it forward now? Because they have a choice to make. He's already shown them that the whole system is, is falling. The, the Lord has said that the enemy had a certain time to reign. His reign is coming to an end. And the Lord's kingdom is coming in in power. And so now they have a choice. Are they going to step into the other kingdom and you know, get their rights and their authorities in the kingdom of Christ, or are they going down with the sinking ship? Mm -hmm. You know, they've only got two, two choices. Either they stay in the boat and sink or they jump out and they swim to the lifeboat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's fascinating when you say all this too, I really received this and I'm grateful for you both so much. And I, I think about this, it's like, you know, the thing that hurts the most that will hurt is not only, you know, well, where's, what's my son going to do? What's Angela going to do? This kind of stuff. It's also um, facing the last person you might face will be some kind of thug who has no heart for anybody and has put all feelings in the freezer. And that's the last person you're going to get to witness to. 
the last face you might see. And it's like, it makes you think, where's humanity gone? But then I have to keep in mind that there's so many beautiful souls in humanity and we're all worth saving. And we all life is valued and has value and everybody has the potential to do the right thing. So in my final moments, instead of putting a neck around my neck, which I'd never do, I'll spend it trying to witness to the person that's probably trying to do it and just try to, you know, plant a seed that, you know, hey, even though you're doing this and you're supposed to do this, God loves you. Well, and claim that person, claim that person for the kingdom and believe that God will give you the power and the authority, not only to witness to them, but to lead them to Christ, to lead them to the right thing to do. Um, One of the most powerful stories I know, I had a teenage girl that was um, dealing with demonic oppression at a severe level. And, you know, she'd gone to the youth pastor and was trying to talk to him. And I had overheard her saying, you know, you don't understand these demons are trying to literally shove Q-tips into my ears at night and break my eardrums. Mm -hmm. And the pastor just looked at her like she was crazy and walked away. And I was like, hey, come here, let's talk, you know. And we started every day. We went to the church in the morning and we would spend an hour or two in worship and prayer. And at the end of that, it was probably like a six month period. um, She went on a mission trip with the youth group to Juarez, Mexico, which as people know, it's highly demonically active. So while she's there, this man comes up and approaches her with a knife and he says, you Christian, I'm going to kill you. And she looked at him. She stomps her foot and she says, I'm going to stop on the devil's head. I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to raise the dead. I'm going to laugh. Ha ha at the devil's game. And I'm going to cast you out in Jesus name. And everybody stood there like watching. They're like, what the heck is she doing and saying? And that guy like bolted. They said they never saw somebody run so fast. So it was like, here was this man sent against her. Didn't get anywhere. He didn't get to prosper in what he thought he was going to do. You know, he was met head face on with the spirit of the living God. Mm -hmm. And so claim that, know that, trust that that whoever the enemy sends against you, that the power of the Lord is going to be with you mm-hmm. to face them. And, you know, who knows what God's going to do. They well, may you, run, they may cower like chickens. You know, they, I mean, they just did that. They just did that know. with Angela. Angela actually, when she realized she was completely played, right. And they were just going to cast her off after they played her. She's, you know, said to the group, this is wrong. Tom hasn't done anything. You know, this is, I was made to do this. They all cut and run and start cutting running from the group right away. So it's like you just said, like she stomped her feet and they ran. Yeah. And now they're threatening her with um, uh, perjury and stuff like that and things. Like if you stand up for Tom, well, you could get a year in jail. What? So the thing is like, they, they really want this trap to close, but I'm going to stand by her and say, you know, she was coerced. She was, and she was tricked by a group who was working for the FBI and we're going to see it through. And so prayers for her too, because they got me thinking that she had, you know, what's wrong with Angela? Why is she doing this? And you probably heard me contact you guys going like, what's wrong with Angela? You know, well, she was coerced. She was tricked and she was told what to say by a lady who was telling another lady to say to her, posing as a friend and family. So they know how to infiltrate, but I agree. 
They're running now. We've got this one last hurdle and we're kicking the story home. And thank you to everybody that's been following in the prayers and please give prayers to Angela. And, and you guys, I lift and I celebrate. They will not divide me from you. It's not happening. Amen. Well, Tom, I have a final message to you before we go, but Jesse's story was so uplifting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell a personal story that just reinforces that. Okay. I'm not sure if I've said this on air before, Jesse, tell me if I have, but I was a brand new Christian. I was coming back from a business trip down in uh, St. Louis, I believe. And I was uh, coming back and I pulled over for some dinner. And so I'm at this restaurant and it's kind of like a buffet sort of place. And this never happens because I'm actually not a social person in many ways. Um, but I go to sit at this table and this guy goes to sit at the same table at the same time. We both had our dinners in our hand and we looked at each other and said, okay, we'll sit. So we decided to have dinner together. And this guy was on fire for the Lord. And so we ended up sitting there for a couple hours and I'm brand new. I'm brand new in the faith and, you know, we drank coffee and coffee and coffee and he, we, he ministered to me. And then we went out to the parking lot, talked for like another hour and he gives me my Bible, which I have right here beside me still. It's a, you know, he gives me a great Bible on it. And I still had about another two hour drive back and I was had a meeting downtown the next morning. So I'm staying downtown and I'm so jacked up on coffee. And listen, I'm a new Christian. So, and by the way, I still have beer, so I'm not making excuses, but I decided to go to the pub, like of all things, you know, after being ministered to, listen, this is who I am. I go to this pub and it's an Irish pub and it's got a U-shaped bar. There's about six or seven people there. And uh, this guy walks in who's obviously, you know, high on something or whatever. And he's, and we're all sitting apart. No one's really talking to each other at this U-shaped bar. But this guy comes in and he starts threatening the bartender. Then he starts threatening everyone else around. And to be honest, I'm unarmed. I, I'm a little bit nervous. And I just kind of bow my head and I start praying. And I'm praying. And so after a couple of minutes, I'm praying. This guy had come around from the other side of the bar. He sits right beside me, taps me on my shoulder. I look up, he's staring me right in the face. Guess what he says to me? Tell me about your God. This guy was threatening everyone life in the bar. And then he comes and sits next to me and says, tell me about your God. So here's my message to you, Tom. Uh, react better than I did. <laughs> I wish I could have done a rap like that person did the Jesse's story. Yeah, that yeah. would have been cool. I'm gonna work on one so I'll be prepared. <laughs> But Tom, don't walk down the street thinking, oh, there's witches cursing me. The FBI is coming at me. Don't walk down the street with those thoughts because you're attracting that to you. You're giving it permission in some ways because God hears every thought. And you're giving permission if you're giving it credit. If you're giving it credit, the devil goes up to the throne room and says, look, Tom's giving it credit. <laughs> You know, he says he's a Christian, but you know, he's he's all scared. He's telling everyone, so let me see if I can poke the bear a little bit. You know, this is what happens in the heavenlies. So, Tom, when you walk down the street, you're not a guy whose witchcraft is coming against you. You're not a guy who all these powerful entities are coming against you. You're a son of the king. You are a high priest in the kingdom. So if, if, you know, if the Queen of England was to walk into, 
you know, the store where you are, everyone would drop and say, look, it's the Queen of England. How privileged are we? Never mind her. Tom Althouse, son of the Most High, son of the King, is in the house. And Tom walked down the street knowing that. Yeah, I, I appreciate what you're saying, Jeff. You guys have been such great friends and, you know, warriors together. And it's just like really, really great. I, this one captain, just I would ask prayers that his, you know, that somehow he does the right thing. And this is over and we get forward and finish our work. I would ask this too. I do appreciate everything you're saying that my mom, Patricia Althaus, anybody who um, is out there that wants to reach out to her, she's 80 something, she's hurting. The other group that we're talking about is just mocking her ruthless. So if you can reach out to her and just give her some love, that'd be huge. Prayers for Angela as she go forward now doing something so frightening for her um, to stand up and, and face this and turn this around with a group misled her. Prayers for her too, and for my son. You know, they took two of my sons. One, the reason he's alive, as they say, they knew I'd be concerned for his safety. Now they're pulling the plug. Just lift Aiden, lift him. He's a high honor student. He's starting, he's now starting in the soccer games. He's doing it all. And, uh, you know, just lift that young man who just has been through it all and uh, still stands strong. And of course, you guys too, support right on radio. Anybody lift them and thank God they exist. Well, thank you, Tom. And one thing about this show is, we have absolutely the very best audience or army on the platform, on these platforms. Our audience is so dedicated and the strength and the prayer warrior nature of our audience. Mm -hmm. You've got an army behind you, Tom. Be confident sure. in it. And well, all those people, yeah. they will not forget. We have a very good, devout audience. I, I feel it too. I've seen comments and things and thank you so much for the outpouring of love for all of us in this. And uh, there's so many interviews lining up now. You guys, what Jesse, what you did too, Jeff. It's like they're just like this form now. The truth is out there. People are understanding it. So that's why they're making us move now to try to stop it before the interviews are up, just like they did with the previous Zero Two. But it's going to happen. Uh, we'll get through this. If I don't, then just know um, it was through love that we did everything we did. Glory to God. And I would want to be with you and do this. If I come out, we'll celebrate and we're going to finish this fight and keep lifting and waking people up and form that army you're talking about. Amen, Tom. Listen, thanks for giving us that update. We're going to continue on the show. We'll right. talk to you soon, Tom. Of course, you know, right. you, you've got my personal number. Uh, we're always in contact and, uh, Glad to be your friend, my friend. Well, thanks for the protection too, my friends. <clears throat> Thank right. you for that, because they'll they be hard pressed to make their move now. Thank you. All right. Take care. Right. Take care. Wow. Where do we go from here, Jesse? We're still live on air. Tom has left. Yeah, I think this tied in, you said, with your title for the show today. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, I now I'm not sure how to tie it all in, but it does tie in. So we always talk, listen, news, views, opinions, and attitudes. We are your news now. Keep the faith has been added as a tagline. Live right in the real world is what the show is all about. But the purpose of this show, actually, 
this came to me right before I'm going on air. So we, we so by the way, in the background, uh, I've been working with Sarah and, and a couple other people and Key uh, to get our mission statement rounded out. We're working on some really nicely crafted words, powerful words, economy of words. Um, and this is different than that. But really what the mission of this show is uh, in less fancy words is first of all, I wanna serve God. When I heard Jesse on air and I realized how severe the trafficking was and stuff like that, as I've said on many times on air, I cannot go and face my Lord, which I will one day and say, I did nothing. So we build an army. <laughs> so serve the Lord first. Secondly, and it's to serve this audience. Whoever God chooses to listen to this, and and what's weird for me, Jesse, and you know I pay attention to numbers. I, I'm a business guy, so I pay attention to numbers, but the Lord's been telling me in the last week, don't worry so much about the numbers. And by the way, the numbers are really good. Uh, you know, we've grown exponentially. We, we, between the platforms, we probably get about 10,000 views per show right now, and that's really good, but it's it's not about the numbers. It's it's who God has watching this, who He chooses. Right. Because you think it's it's a YouTube al algorithm or whatever. No, no, no. There's no coincidences. If you're here as a believer or not, God has chosen you to be here. Amen. And a, a third reason why we do this show is really I believe in Jesse's ministry, and I personally want to lift Jesse's ministry up what she has such a special background a special experience God put her aside and let her come from this bloodline to be positioned where she is today and she's obviously strong and so you know that's that's kind of some real purposes of this show now with the news Jesse news is important and we should pay attention to the news I agree. News tells us the enemy's movement. <clears throat> exactly. But I think what I want, one of the main messages I wanted to get out is just that. When, because everything is done in the spirit first, by the way, if you have a thought, is that spirit or is that physical? Can you touch a thought? You cannot. So it's a spiritual thing. It, when you go to create something before, you know, the first wheel was made it was a thought in someone's head mm -hmm. right so it's created in the spirit and then it manifests in the physical so when we watch the news the way i look at it and i'm going to suggest it might be good for you the listening audience as well there are so many rabbit trails you can go down and and on some basis they're important to look at because on a local level, you need to fight that uh, in the physical, but on a spiritual level, you need to fight it too. But when I look at a news story, I look, what is it saying to me in the spirit? Right. Right. And that's how we get the bigger picture here. And so there's some news that we should cover. I, I should say, uh, because we haven't done news in a little while. So let's let's start with the, and I'm going to start with this, and then we'll go into a bit of a recap, Jesse, and then I got some great videos to play. 
Let, let's start with this news. <laughs> okay. The U.S. Supreme Court refuses to hear the selection evidence. <laughs> I, I still don't know how this is even possible at this point, but... <laughs> Okay, so not one court has really heard this evidence, which we've heard it. It's overwhelming. <laughs> like it's right. I mean, some of it was even played as you know, Trump was doing his last little bit of rounds. He had it on a projector. It was pretty evident for everybody <laughs> seeing that that and things were not all kosher. <laughs> no, so. So listen, but the, so the, the Congress failed, the law enforcement has failed, the, because these people should already be in jail, right? Uh, the courts have failed on every level. And why is this? This is, this is what seeing in the spirit allows you to see and, and and I've got so much revelation. I, Jesse and I, I think, both share as we talk a lot off air. Um, I just talk too much, as some people point out. <laughs> it's my <laughs> But I see, I see things so clearly how this thing is. I don't know every one of God's moves, but with the financial system and how the justice system is all going to fall, I see what God is doing. And it's so evident when you can see in the spirit. It's so evident. And God, actually, if we look at his word, he tells us how he's going to do it because he's done it before. That's right. And we're going to get to that. You're going to see something really amazing towards the end of this uh, news broadcast. But so, you know, there's so many reports, Jesse, of people saying, well, the army's in control, the Insurrection Act. And we've said this. And and because of the continuance of government procedures that have been outlined and because of the oath that the army takes, mm -hmm. it should be that they are actually in charge right now. It should be. Also, we've seen a lot of reports and everyone's saying that, uh, you know, this, uh, this acting Pedotis is actually down in California at Amazon Studios Castle Rock. <laughs> I, oh. I would just add an irony to that i mean i just got to bring people in out there and remind them you know that castle rock is also the name of a frank lloyd wright house so i just got to add that mere image irony but go ahead well that no no no, no that's actually really good because you know our friends who do gardening have mentioned castle rock quite a bit and okay. maybe that's what they're referring to, Jesse, is what you just said. Could be. Because a couple of our really good diggers have sent me video, and I don't have it lined up to play, but you can look it up. It's super easy. Tyler Perry has studios in Georgia, and he's got a White House. Basically, it's to scale. It's a little bit smaller than the actual White but it's a 30,000 square foot furnished white house <laughs> and and by the way georgia's a lot quicker i think you can even take an amtrak <laughs> right i mean so how could somebody have a duplicate of the white house like you just got to ask these questions how well, could that be legal well it well so it, it's a movie studio 
this is where Oprah films a lot of her stuff. And, you know, so it's a, it's an actual film studio and you just put it in there, uh, type it in, you'll get a video tour of it. So, you know, because it's probably easier to go from, you know, uh, Delaware to Georgia than it is to go across the country. Very true. Just saying, and this is actually not just a set, it's an actual building that is big and it's done right. Right. Mm. Frank, yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, there you go. It's mm. all right. Back to the Supreme Court for a second. We're going to jump around a little bit here. But Jesse, two of the uh, DJT appointed judges voted against this. One was Kavanaugh and the other one was Amy. And we had our hopes up for Amy, but you speculated something that I think is very significant here. And I'm really starting to believe it. Yeah, I, I did not. And, you know, I guess the easiest way I can put a question out there you know, is she Biden's dead daughter? That's one of the questions. Um, and her name was Amy. Right. From my own personal experience, um, I will say that, you know, I know her connected to some other high players that are out of the Wisconsin area that I've been trying to bring forward. We've talked about the dark side of the system, the light side of the system, I've talked about, um, you know, after battles or combat situations, if we were injured, they would send those who would use light energy. Um, I call it witchy hands to heal us. And so, you know, along with a, I call her, you know, we'll just say Clarista. Um, Amy was one of those that had witchy hands on me. So, I have that personal experience. So to me, it was never a good thing. Um, now, just a, just a question, because, uh, you know, there's this whole new age spiritualism thing that's rising up that we don't think is of God. But there's, when you say this uh, light energy, these witchy hands, is that like the root of Reiki that all these people are doing, this Reiki stuff? Um, is, that, is that connected? It is connected, a little different, um, but essentially, yes, it's it's the same. Uh, white magic is going to pull their philosophies from different sources than Reiki does. Reiki philosophies come more out of Eastern or Hindu type religions. Um, so it's not God's healing power. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So as a Christian, should we be doing Reiki? Um, without executing myself online, I really cannot answer that. Okay. My, my personal opinion is that individuals who get really high level into that will encounter beings. Those beings will give them more power, more energy, um, more enlightenment, and the deeper you get in, the higher beings you get connected to. And in the end, those beings always demand a price. And it's not a price you want to pay. So I will put that warning out there for anybody who's in that. Uh, you can test me on that. 
you know, I, it just occurred to me because when you talked about the, the hands and stuff like that, this light energy, and there's so much of this new age stuff going around. And in yeah. fact, a lot of our audience are watching some shows that talk about this sort of thing. So I just want to put that out there. And, you know, we got to be careful. You should be careful. Be very careful, yes. And, and, and I totally believe, like, even what we're doing in church right now, and, and this is good, by the way, I'm not condemning this at all, but, you know, when we circle someone, we all lay hands and we pray, and we, this is all good. God hears our prayers. He, he stores our tears in a bottle, the scripture says, but I honestly think this isn't the way it's meant to be. We're supposed to say, you know, Jesse, healed in the name of Jesus. Bang. Good. And that's where we're going. I'm telling you, that's where we're going. Okay, so we've got the courts that are going to fail. What could fail next? Because, well, the, the plan says the military is the only way. What if the military was to fail? Are we done? Not, not quite, but... So I don't think the military will fail. And I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm not giving dates. I'm not giving anything. But I think the military is not going to do anything. I think God uses his people to fulfill tasks. And I believe he will use the military. But I think God is going to make a big move before the military does. I feel it in my bones, Jesse. Yeah. Or, or use them. I mean, I think of the power of testimony you know, um, usually big men don't cry or show that the things that really break them to pieces. And I think if the testimonies of these guys and what they've seen were to come forward, you know, and you have all these individuals coming forward in their positions, their jobs, and they are free to say what that entailed. I think that could be the big move of God. God compels them all to come forward. And once, bang, it comes from so many sides, it's impossible to combat. Right. So, you know, that's what I I would love to see. Yeah, but we'll see. We're all in the show together. (laughs) We shall see. Now, we know God's judgment is God's judgment. And whatever he judges is fair because it's God and who are we to argue but let's talk about God's justice for a moment Jesse is God just absolutely uh with it there's uh, some other things that go with it though because you can't have justice without both perfect love and perfect wrath and people forget about that wrath side they just want to see the love side um but the wrath side is the side that follows through that does always what's right and what's righteous and what's holy so god's justice system is fair then because it's out of perfect love and also wrath because listen a father disciplines one he loves not one he doesn't love right? Yep. And he loves us all, even Killary. 
<laughs> Listen, you know why I keep saying her? Because I've seen the screenshots of her and Huma doing that frazzle-dazzle thing. I don't even want to say the name because people will search it and you'll never sleep again. Trust me. How do you sleep, Jesse? <laughs> I, I don't, Jeff. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I know that. <laughs> All right. So now let's do a little bit of a history lesson. And, and, and this is all going somewhere. Let's go back to, um, well, we could go back to nuclear one. That was a pretty big scandal. We could go back to Benghazi. And by the way, Anna Kate, that citizen journalist has the scoop of the whistleblower. She's got all the evidence. Yeah. And this story has been put to the side. It will come out. It, it will, absolutely. I mean, there were so many people who stepped forward in that, um, you know, direct testimony. It, it just would blow you away to hear it all. And yeah, and and so we've got those big scandals, and then we have the server scandal, right? Where a pay-to-play operation is. Listen, all of our foreign enemies. Look, I'm the Secretary of State. I'm going to put all of our greatest secrets, even military stuff, on this computer, and the password is admin. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and, and even the, uh, you know, uh, the renegade who had the job before GJT, he knew about it because he had a fake email set up too, and he's communicating with it. So it was all planned. It was how quickly can we dissolve the USA? Yeah. Now, why is the USA the focus? I would say because it's pretty much like a central hub for the world. Because God put a promise on the USA. Hmm. He put a promise on the USA. And if the USA is the light beacon to the world, which, you know, I think most people agree, if the USA goes down, the world goes down. So they have to take down the USA. Now, we've got all those scandals. And right after the, the email thing and that, what happens? An outsider comes in that's God's man. Right. Right. And they're scared to death because when he comes in, the NSA has everything. Everything. So yep. this outsider is going to have everything. Access to everything, yep. So that's a very scary proposition. I'm saying this for a reason. And by the way, if they have everything, why hasn't justice happened yet? Well, I love that the outsider came in and they they handed over the nuke codes, but now they have not gotten them back. <laughs> I mean, this is classic. You know, you think, why did they not do, you know, you didn't see them withholding stuff from him. Like he came in with full access. That's right. And he left. Everyone saw. That's why he did the thing from the airport. Look, I'll see you soon. The best is yet to come. Gets on Air Force One, which no other president does, and has the nuclear codes go with him. Right. 
And now it's in the news that there, you know, some congressman is asking that uh, that Biden relinquish the codes to Kamala. <laughs> he doesn't even have the codes. Now, do you think he can remember it? <laughs> one, two. What was that next one? <laughs> he turns to Kamala. <laughs> Number. <laughs> Sorry. It's. Like this is it's so funny. And listen, God is showing us all these signs. He's giving he's doing it to build up your faith. But if they have all the information and they want to take down the entire system worldwide, it's not just a risk arresting Hillary. She might have already been arrested. Right. Who knows? There's some evidence that uh that Barack was arrested in 2017. Well, here's the came out of a building in handcuffs. I don't know. Yeah, and I just gotta add. I mean, think logically. Okay, <clears throat> what's the first thing they do after Trump leaves? They start trying to impeach him. But on the legal level, if he's done with his presidency, he's supposed to give Joe a tour. He's supposed to pass over information, including the new codes, to Joe. Okay, there's certain things and steps he has to do as the president passing off things to the next incoming president. Why are they legally not fighting for any of that stuff? You don't see any lawsuits taking Trump to court for the new codes. Why? You know, it's kind of like when they left, they still had their Q level passes. He took those away from them. Why is Joe not taking those things away from Trump? He's now considered a U.S. citizen with all the new codes. I mean, <laughs> logically, there's something wrong here. There is. And, 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 <laughs> and the acting Pedotus is flying on a cargo pain, plane painted blue and white. Who <laughs> doesn't have Air Force One? Like, what is up with this? I mean, and, and listen, we're not predicting dates, but uh, in fact, if there's anything, it's probably a false flag on March 4th. But March 4th is the constitutional date um, when someone would be signed in. And by the way, that's right after this Purim thing, which we're going to talk about on Sunday, because Sunday is Purim. And I think it's going to be a very powerful episode. Jesse is going to take the lead on it. So, yes, I Look forward to that. All right, so where am I going with all this? Justice has not been done, but we can see that, you know, people get thrown in jail uh, on one side and they don't go to jail on the other side. It's completely in your face, not right. So we also see the news media being complicit in every step of the way in this. They are the enemy of the people. The MSN is the enemy of the people. And what I see going on in the spirit right now is people, and I'm talking about Congress, I'm talking about the Senate, that know they have already lost. They know they're caged in, literally. And they're functioning desperate. They're functioning under a spirit of confusion they're begging Satan to take them back and protect them. He is turning his back on them. And 
they're what the only play that they have left is to keep us the people from being unified right because numbers are everything if you have 350 million people behind you that's pretty hard thing to stop now you know i think trump's got about that number yeah i I think he's got quite a bit more but yeah and by the way yeah worldwide like whether what other president has had worldwide right i mean you know when you got north korea russia and china you know (laughs) with you standing with you then And by the way, he's speaking on Sunday at the CPAC on the day of Purim. Interesting. Very interesting. And so this is his first public speech. We don't know what he's going to say. We expect it's going to be more comms, but it could be really straightforward. Who knows? Who knows? But there's no coincidences. And, you know, I I just see this stuff starting to play out. You you gave me hope when you said really straightforward. I mean, I, I still remember my most favorite line he has said that has been straightforward. And he was talking about, you know, AOC and all the spending of extra money that was campaign money and how it was illegally spent. And as he put it, you know, she spent millions of dollars on bullshit. And he <laughs> emphasized the bullshit part. He did. Hillary spent it on yoga. I don't think it did her any good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I love when Trump is straightforward. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, when he comes out and he says about Ilham marrying your brother, like, <laughs> you know, you have the president of the United States calling you out on. <laughs> it's the last person you want calling your sins out in public. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, Jesse, I miss him so much. I liked covering the news when he was in it every day. When he's I, not there, it's like I don't want to cover these people. It's just grotesque what they're doing. All right, such a way of doing it with humor and and class. You know, he could totally deliver with that straight face. And yet, if you were listening to his words, you were laughing your ass off. So. <laughs> exactly it would be and it's so refreshing he talks like us he's right. a king he, he's he's not the president now now he's the king this is what they've done to him <laughs> you know they've actually made him the king it's backfired <laughs> so this is wild all right so then we have to, we have to just continue with the review and we're going to get to some videos real quick and it's going to bring the whole point out forward then there's the fisa thing right Huge, like these, you know, you know, the acting Pedotus now is complaining. Well, we didn't get a good transition. Look at the one you gave him. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's well, maybe there was a reason. I mean, if you're if you're taking him to court, can legally he talk to those who are accusing him, persecuting him? I mean, maybe that threw a crutch in things just a tad bit, but. You know, who knows? Just a tad bit. It's this is so incredible, and it's been so in our face. It's amazing that people aren't wake. So many people are still asleep, uh, but I think people are waking up. <laughs> you know, I won't even go on this uh, COVID rant that I've got <laughs> stored up because that'll get kicked off. Kicked off. <laughs> We're risking enough here right now. So we've got 
that and then we've got the whole pizza thing you know the podesta emails and the killery emails and we've got all this stuff and it's gone unpunished yeah do you think god is not going to step in and by the way do you think those who have legal position and have all the evidence are not going to step in do you think that trump is used to being a loser and he's going to lose to the worst candidate in the his you got the best candidate in the u.s history is the worst candidate in the u.s history and he loses and he's just going to put his tail between the well, maybe i'll come back in 2024 yeah no not gonna happen <laughs> so now let's bring this full circle because we've got all those things and then we have this selection fraud you know blah 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 it's going to come out. We've got everything. Now, let's bring God in because things happen in the spirit before they happen in the natural. There's a scripture, really simple one, that I want to read to you. And it's from Galatians 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows amen pretty powerful so do you think these people are mocking god they absolutely are mocking god so there there is so much evidence of this jesse but i want to play a clip and this is about a month old well it goes back to the beginning of the second impeachment trial and uh it's about a two-minute clip. I'm going to put, actually, I have two different clips to put together, but they're all in one spot. So I'm going to play this Newsmax, um, two minutes of it, and then we'll discuss. But you, you just let me know if you think this is mocking God, and not just the comments from the one congressman or the ending of the prayer, but also the action that the Congress takes. So I, in two minutes, there's a lot of information here. So let me just share the screen real quick. All right, you can see that, Jesse? Yep. Okay, so I'm just gonna play it for here and this is gonna be about two minutes long. (laughs) So the choice was, well, do we chase those people, not knowing what they're going to say, to the courts for years, or do we go forward with a powerful thundering case that we have? And also knowing that Mitch McConnell was already telling us that he believed the challenge was a jurisdictional one. So we could have called God herself, and the Republicans weren't going to be willing to convict. So we're proud of the case we put forward. Were there witnesses? That- <laughs> oh, man, Eric Swallow. Now... They write here that Swallow's role as House impeachment manager concerned some people, given the allegations of a dalliance between him and a Chinese spy named Christine Fang or Fang Fang. Senator Rand Paul tweeted last week that this afternoon we've been lectured by Eric Swalwell, a guy accused of consorting with a Chinese spy. How appropriate. Now, they state that Swalwell's theological commentary follows recent backlash against his colleague, Representative Emmanuel Cleaver, who opened the 111th Congress last month by praying in the name of a Hindu god and speaking the Hebrew word amen 
into a statement about gender. Watch. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. Rather disturbing when amen simply means we agree. The House of Representatives last month struck gendered language from the 48-page text of the House rules, swapping out the words father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, husband, and wife for the words parent, child, sibling, parent, siblings, and spouse. References to chairman were changed to chair. Two references to he or she were exchanged for member, delegate, or resident commissioner. And the reference semen became seafarers, among other linguistic changes. <laughs> I can't get involved in this conversation. <laughs> so one of the key things, though, at the end, and the audience might not have caught it, but we've talked about the maritime law and stuff like that. Yeah. Seamen to seafarers. Yeah. And so I think that's a reference to the maritime law and the incorporation, which was the United States, which is now defunct. But, right. you know, erasing gender, do you know, all this stuff, it's and you know god is a woman i have the audacity of this guy to say it and then amen and a woman how clueless are these people <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> he would have just been better ending the prayer saying you know in the name of baal and ashtaroth <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least, at least he would have been on point. <laughs> right? I mean, you're just like, what in the world? <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? Sorry, I just thought of another story, and I didn't plan to do this. But this this just could be a real quick one. I got to find it. Just give me a second. I'll share my screen. Oh, by the way, so I've, I've you got to go for, for all the news. So what's happening on my, on the right on radio channel on Telegram, the link is always going to be in the de description. Um, I'm curating news that is interesting based on the theories that I uh, have expressed earlier in this program. Okay, so if you want to get all the news and, you know, keep up on things, I would suggest go to Right On Radio on Telegram, and uh, that will serve you well for all of the news. So yeah. this, uh, this uh, Marjorie Green, you know, the Congresswoman of Georgia. Right. They're, they're trying to execute because she she followed the cucumber club and all this stuff she is not back down she's got bigger balls than small well let me just say that a small well with fang fang bang bang by the way my, my wife doesn't like it when i mock people oh okay are well, you offended jesse don't mock people then no i'm not offended but i think you should respect your wife i love my wife told her not to listen <laughs> no i'm kidding no she just thinks that you, you can do it no but you, listen i i want the show to be funny too right i do it for entertainment it's not a yeah. hurtful thing right there's a way you can do it with being funny without 
being mocking or shameful or yeah fang fang bang bang is funny to me <laughs> what was he doing with fang fang i'm assuming bang bang all righty <laughs> okay so this whole gender thing and i just made me think of this clip here and this, this literally for the uh listening audience on podbean this is a visual thing it's only about five seconds long i'll describe what happens right after i show it here so this is kind of funny marjorie green she's got some cojones so what's going to happen here <laughs> is they they put a rainbow flag across from her office in congress she puts up a big sign by the door of her office there are two genders male and female follow the science <laughs> i love that That's... fighting back she's not going down not backing down to these people that's right. I mean, <laughs> and and you know what? And you know what's amazing? And you know, because I look at the analytics and that of of who watches our show and things like that, and and we can see who's in the audience and who's joined the army, and even other shows like Good Dog and that they have similar audiences to what we do. In fact, Good Dog, we share a lot of an audience with with Good Dog, um, but. And I'm sure Aquarius Rising, I can't speak for them, but, you know, first of all, Jesse's followers tend to follow you, right? Yep. You know, it's mostly females standing up and fighting. It is, actually. The, majority. the vast majority. Yeah. What's wrong? Nothing wrong with a woman standing up and fighting. What's wrong with the men? Right. I mean, if we're talking about cojones, the women need to not be the only ones who have them. Man is supposed to lead the household. Yeah. But this mockingbird propaganda, like every TV show in that, you know, you have the man is the idiot in the family. The man is mocked. The man is, and, and it's taken effect. And men have started to believe this. Men, the family is the foundation of how we take this world back. Mm -hmm. And it can't be your woman leading it. Your woman is your partner. You listen to her, you serve her, but if you don't stand up, well, God's probably not going to come. He's going to do what he's going to do, but he's not going to do it for you. Right. You know, I get into that. Um, you know, it's very powerful when we look at God as, as who he is and who the scriptures, you know, say that he is. And, you know, I'd encourage people you may say, I'm not good at other languages. You know, I can't learn things very well. If you get a chance to study the actual Hebrew scriptures, you know, I would encourage you to do that because when you do that, you realize that every time, you know, God is speaking about himself, the verses that they pull out that they say, you know, God is a female. No, it's very clear in the Hebrew language that it's masculine, but what are we not pulling out in that is that you've got these very beautiful characteristics of God that are masculine that we've said, no, those only go to females. 
you, you've got the, you know, the whole image of like a mother hen of him literally putting his wing and covering and pulling close to his chest and hiding us in the shadow under his arm, you know, and all these things we take from God instead of, you know, this is what the men are supposed to do to their children. Do you cover your children? Do you pull them close to your chest? You know, you've even got in the New Testament, you've got where, you know, Jesus's inner circle, you've got the apostle John who would lay on his chest and recline and just talk to him. And there's nothing homosexual or gay about it. It's these two men who have such a deep friendship that they can just lay next to each other and talk and, you know, dive into these deep conversations. And it's really amazing when you bring that out. And it's so powerful. You know, you have later Peter, you know, where the Lord reappears after his um, death and resurrection and he's meeting with Peter outside this little alcove near the water. And he says to him three times, Peter, do you love me? And what people don't know is, you know, they look at that Jesus asking, you know, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I love you. Well, when you look at the actual language, the Lord is saying to Peter, do you agape me? That That's an unconditional, absolute surrendered type love that you will do anything for that person. And all three times Peter says, I phileo you, which is I'm your dearest friend. And so the Lord is calling him to go into that deeper unconditional relationship. And it's, so it's very powerful when you look at the original languages and when you consider love, you know, the love of God that's what you're getting to is, is when people make God just, or when they try to make God female, they're really diminishing the love of the father. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from a woman being a woman and a woman being God's creation by any means. Uh, but yet, listen, the, the programming of the world is, is a powerful thing. I've been deprogramming for years. Um, Am I going to go lay my head on my best friend's chest? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Let's give it a try, Jeff. Let's see how it works. Report back next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> give him a few drinks first so he's not surprised, you know. <laughs> listen, if, if, if he's laying there not breathing, I'll put my head on his chest to see if I hear a breath. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> Not there, but if Jesus was here, I would do it. I'm man enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jesse, I'm not going to win this argument. So let's move on. Let's get into something really positive. So one of the prophetic ministers that we started following just uh, the end of December is Kent Christmas. And he put out something last night and it's a 30 minute video. So I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I have a 10 minute clip and it's exactly 10 minutes. And I think it spells out exactly where we are, what we are supposed to do as a people, 
what is going to happen. Here's the order. And then watch it happen. I, I, I think, Jesse, you haven't heard this yet, but I no. think it's going to blow you away. This is really fantastic. So uh, let me share my screen one more time and play this. Did you have something you wanted to say before I go to the video, Jesse? No? All right. So let me play this video here. Kent Christmas and here we go. Now in the United States and even in other countries, it's not just America, the United Kingdom, Europe, so many places are, are locked down even more than we are. But we are seeing God do something supernatural. I believe that God is going to fulfill everything that he said. Now, let's, let's just talk a moment about, um, say, well, Pastor Kent, um, you know, everybody said Donald Trump would be president and he's not president. Um, number one in the eyes of God, he is. He won the election. We know that. But I want to I want to show you something. When the enemy is terrified of men and women that have the spirit of David or they have the anointing of God on them, the enemy will come after them with everything that he's got. Uh, David is ruling and reigning. God has made him king. He was something that nobody else picked. Everybody was shocked when David became king just like Donald Trump was when he became president. I remember the news saying, how did this happen when nobody expected it? And Donald Trump was president for four years. And now it looks like that he's not president. But I want to take you back to the scriptures. When God raised up the tabernacle of David, and David has been placed as king because he's anointed, because he values the presence of the Lord. Um, I have a lot of people talk about, well, you know, Donald Trump, you know, he had a lot of flaws and all of that. First of all, uh, I'm not saying he's a man of God. I'm saying he's God's man. And he values church. He values righteousness. He values life. He's against abortion. And so the platform that he stood on represents somebody who put value on the things of God. When David was king... The Bible said that uh, he had a son named Absalom. And uh, Absalom became a, a very handsome man, and he was charismatic. And uh, in the process of time, he told people what they wanted to hear. And the Bible says he stole the hearts. He stole the hearts of the men of Israel. And he pulls a coup, and... He takes over the throne, and the scripture says that David is running from his for his life. He has to leave the throne room. He leaves the city. He's driven out into obscurity, and David is betrayed by somebody in his own house that he trusted, that he raised up. And now that same person has betrayed him. Whenever God is doing something, the enemy will send in betrayal. And uh, the enemy is terrified 
of what God is doing in this hour. And we are now witnessing a coup and a betrayal. The Democrats didn't betray us. We already knew what they were like. The betrayal came from our own Republican Party and people from the Supreme Court. And I'm looking at some of these men and women that were recently uh, put on the Supreme Court that we were all sure that they would stand for the principles of God. And here we've watched them even yesterday. They have betrayed the very principles of the Lord. But betrayal always comes because it's an effective tool to try to remove the spirit of David because David has anointing on him. In the end of that story, the Bible says that Absalom is riding a mule, which is a type of rebellion and stubbornness. It's a mixture between two animals. And he rides under a big oak and it catches his hair and he's hung. And God removes the betrayal. He stops the coup just as he removed Saul and killed him. So did he remove Absalom and kill him. David comes back to rule and reign as king. I feel strong in my spirit that what we have seen being played out now, we're seeing in the same story with David and Absalom. And in the hour that we're in right now, you're just going to have to rest in God. Listen, faith means that you believe God when there's absolutely nothing in the natural that says God is going to come through. And the hour that we're in, what the church is getting ready to walk into, the supernatural, the release of wealth and property that's coming to the kingdom of God, will only come to people that have great faith. And so you're going to have to rest in the Lord And you're going to have to believe when God says, in this last day, I'm raising up the tabernacle of David. And that means that hell can't remove David. It means that, yes, there is a season where it looks like that David's gone, the anointing has been dissipated, and the enemy has won. But God said, no. He said, I didn't anoint Absalom to be king. I anointed David to be king. And and even Abner, when David became king over Jerusalem or over Judah, the Bible says that Abner, he was head of Saul's army, took Ispasheth, and that was Saul's son and made him king. But it was temporary because that was not the will of the Lord. And eventually, God caused... Uh, David had become king over Israel and Judah, and he reigns for years and years and years. The end of the story has not yet been told. Final chapters not yet been written. And just as God vindicated David, and the war right now that you're seeing is the battle between an old order and a new order. And remember this, the Lord speaks, he says, you never take a piece of new cloth and sew it into an old garment. He said, because the new cloth will begin to pull against the old garment and it will render it. It will rip it. The house of Saul is inflexible. The hand of God has been lifted off of it. And you're going to continue to see the Lord uncover a Saul order and a Saul movement 
and God is supernaturally going to remove them. And this is a cleansing of the house of the Lord. This is a cleansing of the church. And God's raising up a new order. And he's raising up men and women that have the spirit of David. That know how to praise God. That know how to walk in the presence of the Lord. That are not rebellious. That are not greedy for the things, the material things in the earth. And so, um, let God do what God does. Let God be God. And you're going to have to stop looking in the natural and remember this, the Bible says that uh, when the Lord said right before he comes back, he said, I'm going to remove the tares from the wheat. I'm going to remove Saul from the house of David. How did he do that? He did not use men. And we are going to continually be disappointed if we continue to look at government and courts to somehow give us the answer for, that we're looking for. When God removed the tares, the Bible says he's sending angels to remove the tares from the wheat. Those who have disguised themselves as wheat, but they're not. They have been planted in the kingdom by the, by the devil. And so the Bible says that God is going to send angels. The host of the Lord is going to come to the earth, and he's supernaturally going to remove the house of Saul that has disguised itself and wants to cannot walk in the anointing and what we're coming back to as i end today is this is about one thing anointing and if you don't stand strong if your faith cannot remain strong in god god won't anoint you god needs men when he comes back the bible says will he find faith in the earth and so i want to encourage you today uh, we've never been in a time like this. We've never been in an hour like this, but we've also never been on the edge of the greatest outpouring of the glory of God that we're going to see. So you need to learn to rest in the Lord. Believe that God is in control. Stop looking to the natural for your answers. And as God can remove an Absalom and put David back on the throne, know this that somebody who stole the election can also be removed and our president be put back in the White House. And so, good days ahead, great days ahead. Let your faith be strong, stay in the presence of the Lord, be a worshiper, and God will come through for you. God bless you. That was very good. What stood out to you in that, Jesse? I think the removing of the tears. Um, I liked that, you know, it's who removes those tears. It's God himself. And there's a lot of scripture verses that, in fact, David was the first person who saw the Lord, the angel of the Lord, standing at the threshing floor. And in the process of gathering wheat, they used to build these threshing floors and it was a very violent process. You know, they would put all the wheat into a heap, you know, on top of the thresher. And then it was something where, you know, it had all these little holes and I don't know how to describe it all, but it was like this piece of cloth that they would throw up into the air, the wheat and the wind would blow the chaff away and the wheat would fall back down. But it literally was, they were violently beating the wheat. Mm. And so, you know, I think about that, that, 
you know, is this that process of threshing that the Lord is, you know, going through, you know, our entire United States, you know, every department, it's like the Lord has been visiting and, you know, taking a look and auditing and bringing forth, you know, his word says he literally will upheave that the earth will spew out the evil and the wickedness and bring it to the light. And, you know, we see that happening, that we're seeing that all of it, you know, everything is being laid bare. You know, I, so I, I think that what you just described there with the wheat and the chaff is actually just beginning to happen. I think what God has been doing for the last couple of months is separating his people who have faith. I'm just talking about his people right now and those with weak faith and seeing who's going to be able to handle what is coming. And that's why I'm, I'm in agreement with the, uh, with the pastor there. Jesse, one other thing that he said that I thought you might have a, a couple thoughts on was it's the falling of one order and the bringing in of a new order. What, what, what thoughts came to your mind when you heard that? Well, it was interesting that he particularly used those word, the words order. Um, so, you know, it's not like he is saying, you know, the kingdom of Satan is finding its or at its end of its reign and the kingdom of God is coming in. You know, I found it just interesting that he is talking as though he's talking about the human system, which is exactly what we've been saying, you know, that the dark side or the side that was, you know, run matriarchally is now being handed off to a patriarchal run group. And at the head of that, we have the Antichrist. And you do have some connotations in that as well. Uh, even with the story of David and Absalom, um, you know, the fact that the kingdom was taken temporarily away from David by his son, not saying that the Antichrist is, you know, Jesus's son, but you can kind of use that imagery that you'll have somebody step in place of the true anointed king. But then what happens, the Lord himself deals with that person, brings that reign to an end, and reinstalls the proper king that he's anointed on the throne. And that's exactly what we're going to see happen, you know, with the Antichrist, that no matter how much he wants to stay or play king, he's not the true king. And, you know, what does scripture say? It says Jesus will come riding, and on his thighs is written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lord Lords. And, you know, it's, you cannot fight a battle if you're on your heels moving backwards. And here's the evidence of what Jesse just said. Here is the evidence because they always put out their plans, symbolism, and even their writings, they, they put it out there. So we have agenda 2020 that's supposed to go for another 10 years to 2030. Why are they trying to get it all done in one year? Why? 
they are being rushed. They're being desperate. They're trying to please their master. Their master's going to spit them out. I'm telling you, the evidence is there. Build your faith up. Pay attention to news of what's important. Look at it from a spiritual point of view. Listen, if you see things and you can do things in the physical, like call your Congress people, call your local people, hold, hold people accountable, be righteous, talk to your neighbor, love your neighbor, do all that. Be informed, but don't make it your focus. I'm telling you, it gets your eye off the ball. When you have your eye off the ball, it's a strike. You miss. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, you could, Jesse, and I'm confident <laughs> in that. <laughs> but thank you for allowing my little analogy to stand. <laughs> it was so, so good. <laughs> that's, you know what, that's, um, the show took a couple turns. It was, it basically went as expected because that, that's the message I wanted to get out is just, you know, follow the news, follow that, follow that channel. Look, I'm curating it for you. And most of the things I put up there have a spiritual connotation to it. Some are just kind of funny, like that Marjorie Taylor Green thing. I just thought that was funny. So it's worthwhile putting up there. Uh, but you know, you can get all this stuff, get in, get out and focus on what's right. Focus on your family, focus on your neighbors. Uh, just before we close, Jesse, I was, I spent about an hour last night chatting, which, you know, I don't normally do. I don't hold digital relationships very well. <laughs> just, I, listen, I'm, I'm one who rather picks up the phone, right? You know, like if Jesse's puts a long tweet, call me, <laughs> right? you know, but I spent about an hour chatting with people from the army last night and it was so fantastic. That's awesome. So fantastic. So, you know, um, well, I don't have your permission to lay out your names, but, you know, a couple people said, actually, I'm going to say first names, Ed and Sam and, you know, a few other people just said some really incredible stuff there last night. So um, it's a really great community that's being built there. Absolutely. And, uh, so, Jesse, what are we going to do with all this wealth that's coming our way? Because if, if the Rothschilds and that and the Fed and all these people who have printed meaningless money but have all these assets and holdings and all of their assets and holdings are confiscated, and handed to the righteous, just like it happened in Exodus. And by the way, God didn't have to step in a biblical way. He could have given Moses, you know, turn that staff into some nunchucks. He could have some, some crazy kung fu and taken down an army. But no, God decided to part the sea. And right? I think we're going to see something like that coming. It's going to be biblical. But what are we going to do with the wealth if you don't know how to handle it? it's going to be very bad for you. It could be a curse on you. So that's why Jesse and I are creating a course. And we're going to shoot some videos tomorrow, right, Jesse? Absolutely, yes. So this is in the making. It's going to be up quick. Uh, you know, within a couple of weeks, Jesse was not feeling well last week. To be honest, I'm not feeling well this week. I'm acting very well right now, but I'm not. <laughs> Pray for me. You're, you're hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for noticing. The Motley crew we are. <laughs> yeah, in, in so many respects. Listen, God chooses the craziest of people to confuse the enemy. <laughs> so who, the, if anyone knew my past, they would never suspect me. Well, in your past, even more. 
And then here we are talking about the gospel. Look, the two things you're not supposed to talk about, God and politics. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> politics. <laughs> and yet we can say it with love. That's right. That's just our rebellious nature. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely have some of that that God is working out in me. But I think he's using it as well. You know. In a good way, I think. Well, uh, Jesse, you can go and talk to people that no one else, uh, they, what we call, you know, normal people, <laughs> you know, uh, could go and talk to because you didn't have a normal upbringing. I didn't have a normal uh, life either. And I go into places where, believe me, your minister ain't going, <laughs> you know, uh, you get beat up real quick. <laughs> so. You know, he's not going there, although Brian could go. I got my, uh, he's, there's yeah. a minister, a man uh, with my heart. I would lay, I would lay my head on Brian's breast. <laughs> I don't want Brian know that. <laughs> no, please don't. Hey, Brian, Jeff, yeah. on your chest this week. <laughs> he's got a vent. <laughs> no, but he's a guy who goes into the same sort of places that I go into and, uh, so, jeez, don't call Brian. Don't call Brian. <laughs> I will. But I just say I just say that in love for the man because he really is in the fight and his yeah. his series that he put out about the enemy being real. I forget what it's called, Jesse, but it's about eight videos. It is so powerful. Yeah, it's on the Masonic, um, on his uh, experience with the Mason. So it's very very powerful. And he really delves into, you know, the Satanism that's involved with that. We got to get him back on the show real quick, actually. We do. We should have him on and talk about that series. Yeah, we, we got to make a, get a whole bunch. Of, he's got to be a priority guest, actually. I'm going to reach out to him. Yeah. Um, but oh, uh, listen, final announcement before we go. Uh, after last episode, I said I was going to put the two champions thing in. I didn't get a working link, so I didn't put it in. I have just received it uh, last night. It was sent to me. It's working. I'm attaching it here. If you don't see it here in the description box for the two champions, it's because the link stopped working again, and it's just frustrating for people. But this link right now, as of last test, is working, and it's working fine. So look, we've been dangling this two, two champions thing out on this show for a while now, and it just hasn't worked. But this time, I think it's going to work. I'm praying it's going to work for you. And I'm praying that your generosity will, uh, will really help and that uh, you're sowing good seed as well. Yeah. And, and to give people an update, like, you know, we have had individuals giving for that fund. We're just trying to, you know, be consistent for a couple months to help these guys while they need it. So, you know, we do have the majority of the funds that we need for March already. Um, it's just a little bit extra that we're trying to get. To yeah, you're two thirds of the way there for March. Right. And, and so if we can get a head start even on April, listen, right. give some comfort and joy, right? You know, That's comfort and not only for comfort for the people giving the money to, but comfort to the people who are working to organize this because you sweat a lot less when you know it's in when it's there. And it's good to know that all their need, you know, their basic needs are, are just provided for, you know, and God is so good in that. And that relief, you know, just knowing that you're taken care of for a month or two, 
makes such a difference in this war, you know, where you just, you have time to breathe, you have time to get your finances in order and work through the problems, you know, cause they're, they're really getting hit in every direction and it gives them just that piece that they're taking care of and they can address each area they're getting hit in without the added stress of not having what they need. And they are at war. These they guys are. are effective. Yes. Very Absolutely. effective. Absolutely. So please prayerfully consider. Um, Jesse, I will see you tomorrow, but for the audience, we will see you on Sunday. We'll do it live. Sunday, 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 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Live, be there in the chat and stuff like that. Sounds good. All right. Forward to it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. This has been Jesse. We had Tom on earlier. Thank you for sticking around. I know the show, show's a little bit longer than normal. But hopefully you enjoyed it and you got something out of it that's useful for today. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.